Hello and welcome back to the podcast, We Are Selling. Today, we are interviewing Mr. Mark Kentwell. Mark is an icon of the real estate industry as he wrote the book, Friendly Auctions, and built the system, Friendly Auctions, which really opened the way for many things that have happened in the real estate space. But one thing that Mark did really well was bring transparency to the real estate sale where no one had to go off and get building reports, pest reports, spend all this money, which is where all the aggravation from the community was coming back to our industry that how come I've bought 10 building reports and it went for way more than I expected? Mark's system really brought to the attention of the Australian real estate industry that we can do this in a far cleaner fashion. And today, I've asked him to come back and speak to us, especially after releasing such an incredible book, audio series. It was featured on the Real Estate Hot Topics program. But I've asked Mark to come back today and speak to us about incredible techniques of buyer management. And our topic is going to be interviewing the buyer. He joins us again, Mr. Mark Kempwell. Welcome back to the Airwaves. Thank you very much, Lee. And I've got to say, I am absolutely loving your podcast lately, the We Are Selling podcast now available on all those streaming platforms. Like They're just such great bite-sized chunks to keep it under half an hour each episode. And the stuff you've done with Charles Tarby recently, wow, there is just so much to unpack there from a leadership point of view. So, mate, I, you've been contributing since before I was in real estate. You were one of the first audios I've listened to, so it's an honour and a privilege to be back on your program. Well, Mark, it's great to have you back because one of those things about contributing is standing the test of time. And from you coming into real estate to what you've achieved now, and just for our listener, you've just transitioned into an incredible brand new brand, which is the Presence brand. Take us into that transition and what you've done. Oh, we're, we're really excited about Presence Real Estate, Presence Projects and Presence Property Management, Lee. It was sort of it's something that has been in the back of my psyche for a long time and, you know, doing a lot of work in the industry with other brands. I've got a company called Nexa that is a business growth engine that helps, you know, tier one, tier two companies grow their business. So being inside other businesses intimately in databases and with their leadership teams and seeing everything that goes on, in the back of my mind for more than a decade, I've been thinking, well, if the time ever comes that it's the right thing to step out onto our own and develop a ground-up brand from scratch, what would we want it to look like, feel like, flow like, operate like? And to see it come to life, it's actually been more than we expected in a positive way, and the response has been more than we've expected. But being our own company now, I suppose one of the brilliant things is we can keep releasing new things. So there's sort of something new to talk about almost every week with the team, and it's great to be able to offer that and see the response we get. And Mark, as a real estate sales professional, just for our people overseas that don't know you, you've only just transitioned from lister to leader on an official presence, um, to use that word, in the last few years, but you've always run your own effective business unit, doing millions in fees each year. Where are you now with that? Yeah, well, Lee, the, the last year that I was directly on ground selling, as in in-listing presentations, attending auctions, and, and being part of open houses, was sort of that 2020-2021 year. So, you know, at the time of recording here, about three years ago, three to four years ago, and it was a goal to, to get there by no later than that date. So I started the process in 2011. 2011 sort of was around my seventh year in real estate, and I, it took more than a decade, really, to get to that point. 
My goal was to have a business that can run without any one individual. And when I was out there on the ground and helping the you know team do what they do and, and growing the business, my objective was to develop systems that anyone could um, succeed in if they followed. And in my last year in selling, I, I wrote 4.1 in fees with my super team or EBU. And that team now has turned into two separate teams that are both writing about $2 million each. So my goal was to replace myself with some new recruits and the team that I'd had under me. So when they actually went out on the field, the business wouldn't miss me as a salesperson and I could actually be more of a strategic leader focusing on the growth of the individuals there and the client experience, which is what I do every day now. Absolutely amazing. And I think the the background to your interview is very important because, Mark, you're with us for three weeks in a row, which we're excited about. Let's get into our buyer management and your observations and technique. Interviewing the buyer, take us into this. Yes, yeah, so there's, there's some core techniques that I believe that any real estate practitioner anywhere in the world, if they adopt those techniques and get those to the point of unconscious competence, as in just doing it without even thinking about it, then they cannot help but be successful in real estate. And the first one is interviewing the buyer. Now, there's various forms of this that have been talked about over the years. You know, Neil Jenman used to make sure that they came into the office and you hear someone like Bob Bowl and have the CETO principle come into the office. I'm not referring to someone having to come in and have an interview before you leave and deal with them. Far from it. They can make an inquiry from any source. They could already be on your database. You could bump into them at the coffee shop. They could inquire by phone or email or whatever. I'm talking about the interview when you are in a position where you're a first point of contact and you are now talking to the person. The core question right at the start is, look, thank you for your inquiry. Active listen what the inquiry was. Say, I will be able to deal with that with you today. Before I go into that specifically, do you mind if I ask you a few additional questions during the course of our conversation so that I can help you better? That's the core question to start with because that opens up the whole door from there. And if they answer yes to that, which 99% of people will, unless they're really busy at the time, you now have an opportunity to learn enough about these people so you can help them in more than one singular facet that they might have inquired on. Love it. Let's do that role play. Yeah, Mark, happy to answer any questions you've got. Okay. Well, first of all, Lee, um, how long have you been looking for so far? We've been looking for five weeks. Okay, and is this for a home to move into or for an investment? A bit of both. We're going to rent it out for one year, but then we want to move into it ourselves. Okay, and when you say ourselves, it sounds like there's plural there. Who else is involved in in the move and who's going to be living there? My beautiful wife, Robin. Okay, fantastic. And are there any other dependents involved or any other household members? No, all the kids have had kids, so we're looking for something on the beach in Newcastle, where we can get up, do our exercise in the morning. We watch these videos of people, and we, we, we want to get amongst it. Yeah, well, hopefully some of those videos have been the ones we're putting out promoting Newcastle. We love this place, and, um, yeah, I, I don't blame you at all for wanting to do that. Lee, where are you coming from at the moment? Where are you living right now? Uh, we're down in the Central Coast. Okay. What part of the Central Coast? Uh, Point Frederick, just on Gosford Harbour. Oh, right. Lovely spot. How long have you been there for? Twelve years. 12 years, right, okay. And so do you own that one, do you? Yeah, we do. We're going to keep this one. This is like the big family home, but we want something a little bit smaller with great views that we can really take that opportunity to get away. Okay, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, look, I 
I don't spend as much time in that section uh, of the of the neighbourhood as others do, but I've certainly gone through there a few times. And we have a couple of people in our team that have done some work around there recently, just just for record's sake, so I can be a bit more aware of it. What what street are you actually in there? Uh, we are in Duke Street. Okay, Duke Street. No worries. Well, I'll talk to our team members that are down there and take a note that that's a VIP, uh, Mr. Woodward's and Miss um, Robin's house, and. Um, so you'll be holding on to that one, uh, living in it for the first year by the sounds of things and putting uh, a tenant into the property that you can hopefully secure fairly soon in Newcastle. And then after that, well, you said you want to keep that one. Would you be keeping that as an investment, do you mean, or would you just leave it vacant? Oh, we'll keep it as a family place. Everyone bunks out here now and again, and we've actually got uh, a business running in that property as well. Okay, fantastic. Well, that might be a conversation to have later because we've, we've had some great blog articles written recently on just optimising uh, additional properties that you own, even if it's not by uh, typical rental, but, you know, the Airbnb streams, the commercial side of it, and it sounds like you do have a little bit of that covered. So now that I've got those details off to the side, let's talk about what it is that you're looking for. You said Newcastle, you said on the beach, going to rent it out first. Tell me, how many bedrooms and bathrooms, just the internal accommodation, what's important to you there at the moment? Just a two-bedroom apartment would be great. With uh, If we can get double parking, that'll be good, but definitely want to walk or see the beach. Okay. Okay. So two bedrooms is a minimum, is it? So you wouldn't look at a one-plus study. It has to be two bedrooms? Uh, we'd probably look at a two to three. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I was keen to know because, like, some of the time it depends on what attributes are important to you. So you've got the two-bedroom as, as a minimum, but you would go up to three. So I suppose that segues into the next question around like what sort of budget have you got in mind for this i understand there might be some elasticity there if you find the perfect place but just to get some concepts so i can broaden take a broad search down to a narrow one for you what, what sort of ballpark would you be looking to invest in this purchase probably 1.5 okay around 1.5 so so if i was putting together a list of properties that might match following this combo with my team would we maybe be looking at properties so anywhere from say one two to one eight as a as a search guide, or are we pretty fixed on that one point five as being an upper budget? No, we'll be guided by you. We don't know enough about the area to be clear on pricing, so looking forward to some guidance. Okay, no problem. And you know, being close to the beach is important. You said the second car park would be nice. I'm taking out a single car park would be a very minimum for you. Yes. Okay. Any other requirements around storage or anything like that? No, all good. If it's got storage, it's a bonus. Okay, good to know. I'm just taking a few notes to the side here. So if I pause for a bit, then please bear with me. I just want to make sure we're thorough at this stage because that can really help me activate the other members of my team and our alliance partners as well and making sure that we know of things that are coming up when the timing's right for you. Um, now, as far as being close to the beach, what's your definition of close? Are we talking across the road as in Waterfront Reserve like we had some of the properties along the Esplanade or are we talking like within a few blocks walk? Uh, in a few blocks walk would be all right, but I'd rather be that very close reserve to the beach. Okay, okay. Well, given that you're fairly new to this sort of search parameter from what you're saying, and, and we will talk about that a little bit more, what you've seen so far to help, it might be good to put something together where we've got like a spectrum of, you know, the two to three bedroom properties that are a bit further back that might have a bit more size and maybe a bit of an outlook or a view versus the ones that are right near the beach that might have a view from maybe one room and they're a bit more smaller in size. We could see what's important to you in that in that matrix. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, excellent. 
Excellent. So, so far I've got that you're looking for a two or three bedroom anywhere from across the road from the beach right through to a few blocks away. Storage is a bonus. A second car park's a bonus. But the things that are indefinite, we want two bedrooms at least and we want to be within a couple of blocks from the beach. Now, as far as timing goes, you said you've been looking for four or five weeks. When would you ideally like to find yourself securing a place so you can get started with that year of investment and then move in later? Uh, Probably in the next couple of months. Okay, okay. But if something was available now, we'd move now. Okay, excellent. And and in that four or five weeks you've been looking so far, Lee, have you actually inspected any properties physically or has it been mostly online so far? Only online. Okay, excellent. Has there been any that have sort of come close? You might be able to remember the addresses or, or describe for me so I can get a bit of a feel for that? Yeah, nothing stands out. Okay, all right. So, so far you're just in that sort of search mode and... Have you spoken to any other real estate professionals so far about what they might have to offer for you? Uh, I've made some inquiries and people have sent me back a brochure and so forth, but I haven't really had a conversation. Okay. So is this the first conversation of this nature you've had that's been a bit more of a deep dive to match you up with something that's the right property? That's correct. Okay. No worries. Well, um, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I hope it's okay with you to be going into this sort of detail. Lee, definitely pull me up if it's not, but I, I really want to make sure we get this right. Is that okay? Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. Um, now, as far as the, the actual logistics of the purchase, um, what we do with clients that are looking to buy is, you know, check out where they're up to in relation to putting what we call their power team together. So they're the people that are going to be involved in the purchase whenever you find what the right property is. Now, that might feel like it's a few steps ahead now if you haven't found the one you want. But, you know, from our experience, particularly in a marketplace like Newcastle where things can move quite quickly, especially if it's that very desirable property, we find it quite important to have a solicitor or conveyancer on hand that can take your call, you know, most days of the week and including after hours, as well as uh, the mortgage side of things from if you are going to be borrowing any money to have a bank or a, a mortgage broker that can respond quite quickly. Will you be using any finance associated with this purchase, Lee? Uh, we are, but that's already been sorted out as an investment loan against other properties we've got, but we're all clear there to go. Okay, so you've, you've got a sort of some sort of written approval, whether it's pre-approval or, or a strong undertaking from a lender you're already used to dealing with there from a finance perspective, Lee, is that right? Correct. Okay, excellent. And from a solicitor or conveyancer point of view, do you have someone um, that you're using that may have some experience in the Newcastle marketplace as well? We do. Uh, they're only on the central coast, but they've handled many properties for us. Okay, excellent. Yeah, it's it's always a good thing to just have a chat to them, especially before you go purchasing anything, just to see if they've done a lot of transactions in the specific local government area that you're buying. Uh, with apartments, it's not as much of an issue, but it can be in that sometimes there's specific building covenants and specific strata laws or specific stuff that's related to that local government area and the town planning legislation that Solicitors and conveyances that work in that area or have done work in that area will be able to advise you on. Central Coast is highly likely they have, but yeah, that might be a good thing just to check before we catch up again, if that's all right. Yeah, certainly. Okay, no problem. Now, just confirm some spelling if I can here, because I've only got your sort of name and email that have come through on this inquiry. So, um, Lee, could you just spell out your name for me so I can register a proper contact card here and we're addressing you the right way moving forward? Yep, so Lee, L-E-E, and... Woodward, W-O-O-D-W-A-R-D. Thank you. And Robin? R-O-B-Y-N. Okay, no problem. Now, I've got your mobile number, the one that is here that we're talking on now. The email address you've emailed me on, is that one just fine to be using again? Yes, that's correct. And do you check that during business hours at all? 
I do. That's my business email. Excellent. No problem. Well, one thing I can assure you is if we set up a profile, which I'll invite you to do after this, that we're only going to be sending you stuff that you've asked to be sent and you can actually change those preferences at any time. As far as Robin goes, um, I, I'm taking it that Robin's going to be forming a pretty important part of this process as well. Would she like to receive separate emails or all coming through yours? Uh, just through mine's fine. Okay. And um, from a contact point of view, it might be good to get a second contact number just in case there's something happening in the future. Do you mind if I grab Robin's number as well and I can, you can pick who I want to make as the primary contact? Yep. That's 0410 0000 Okay. No problem. So just summarising what we've spoken about here, you're looking at apartments near the beach. The one you've been quiet on is actually about a block away and I'll go into that in just a moment. Um, we're going to, um, with your permission, would you like me to let you know of new properties that are coming to the market but before they actually hit the market where we just send them out to our VIPs on our priority database? Would that be something that you'd want to know about? Yeah, that'd be great, mate. Okay. And that's genuine when I say that. They're not going to be pumped out onto the main portals, which are wonderful portals of realestate.com, Domain and Homely and all the others that are out there, including our website. This is about going to people that have already given us preferences, told us where they're up to, answered all the questions you have. So the owners are quite happy with them knowing about the property sooner rather than advertising to people that are a long way off being ready to go. Uh, you've indicated that even though you'd like to secure something in the next two months, that you'd be quite happy to go straight away if the right thing came up. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Excellent, excellent. Well, that, now, I, I would just tail off here and start talking about the property that's inquired on, maybe look to go for an inspection. So I'm sort of out of role play now, Lee. But that investigation or interview that we've just spoken about, we can already see off that just how much value we can add now to the purchaser and much, how much more we know about it that we can tell the vendor about. Now, there's all sorts of pathways we can go down in here with property management, other properties they hold, where they want second opinions on finance, where they're going to need some help with their buyer search beyond what we're providing them with, how frequently they'd like to inspect. But can you see by just going through that little part there that the consumer being the one on the end of the phone, which is Lee Woodward in this case, could end up having a better buying experience with an agent handling things like that on the other end? Definitely, Mark. But what I really liked about it is the professionalism of the sequence and you're actually saving a lot of time right now where the people that say, I don't want to answer this, I don't want to do that, they're probably not going to do anything anyway. Yet when someone's actually looking for a property and they want to find a property, a lot of buyers are very frustrated that I couldn't get anything out of the agent. He keeps ringing me about the wrong stuff. Or even worse, I told him everything I wanted. I don't hear a word. And then I saw it on realestate.com.au and they said they would let me know beforehand. And for our listener out there, if you want to lose a lot of listings, upset the buyer-seller who go, who thinks, I told you everything about me, and then I saw it online, you didn't even have the decency to give me a call. And that's where the purchasing community get, gets so upset. Yeah, well, Lee, like, I, I just keep coming back to on this, like any business I've ever been involved in, like, what does the consumer want slash need? And they do. They scream this stuff out. They absolutely scream this stuff out, and there's so many case studies of people who haven't followed through on it. But that perfectly dovetails into what we're going to be talking about on next week's episode. I won't give too much away for now, but it's a system for dealing with all this information that you just gathered and how you can absolutely turn that into a beautiful supply of ready-to-go buyers for the future that also are quite happy referring you and providing you properties to sell of their own or their friends and family. Yeah, and I was an out-of-area 
person, but if I was local and had a trade-in, just that interview process would be the reason of making a decision that I'm dealing with a professional company. Mark Kempwell, great to have you on board. Great role play. We look forward to having you back next week. Thank you very much, Lee.